Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hi. Hello. Here we are. Here we are at the end of the week, which happens to be Thursday. (laughs) 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 So... Um, we're going to do this because in our minds, this is where we are. This is our Thursday state of mind. Our Thursday state of mind is such that we are confident, confident mm-hmm. that the U.S. will watch <laughs> H tomorrow. And yes. so this won't be a disaster where we're talking about an episode that no one saw like last time. Oh my gosh, right? Okay. Yes, so we are trusting. So we are talking about four episodes, Monday to Wednesday, and then Friday for the U.S., and for everybody in Canada, we're talking about Monday to Thursday. Yes, okay, (laughs) so I can't wait any longer. I need to talk about this, like I need to understand, like... If there was only a behind the scenes in my mind, because we have our podcast, but there's so many things I say to you in my head during the week that I forget. I forget by the time we get here. So (laughs) if somebody can get on that and get out of that info. Um, So I want to start with this. I'm to believe a CEO is taking a road trip. And that she hasn't, you know, fueled the jet. Like, she just got in a car and was like, I'm going to drive to things. I don't believe that for a second. Because Nina isn't accidentally rich. She grew up rich. Yep. So, like, I don't believe for a second she, like, drives. Or would drive herself. Right? Okay, one that she drives. One that Crimson, which is, like, her baby, the baby she didn't have. Crimson is her life. And she's just like, all right, peace out, guys. I don't want to be back. She took a leave, and I, I just occurred to me as you and I were talking that Maxie doesn't work there anymore. No. So with that, I am at a loss because, <laughs> because it proves Maxie's point, you know, like the whole Nina just took off and like left it to somebody else. So I don't know. Clearly, um, Crimson is not, it's not a priority. It's not super a priority. But aside from that, she finds Sunny. So maybe we'll go there. Like maybe we'll, we'll go there a little bit. So what did you think about her reaction? Okay, so first off, I think that Tano needs its own theme music. Because if we're going to segue into, like, a whole different world, I think I need some music to go with it. (laughs) I know, right? Today when I was watching, I'm like, what's going on? So the Tano engaged in stunt casting and pulled Nina Reeves from the General Hospital show onto the Tano. And for a split second, it looked like she was leaving the Tano. And I was like, what's going on? What's up with the cast? It's dwindling. But it looks like she's sticking <laughs> around. She's going to stick around. Okay. So here's the thing. When she saw him, like, she had a real reaction. She was like, holy crap. Like, here is Sunny. But I also really saw how much she loved being flirted with by him. That was not fake. Like, her being like, oh, okay, I'm going to, like, plot and sleep with him and do the things. It's like, no, no, no. She's, like, super happy right now. <laughs> Like, right now, I do think she's living her best life. I think that, like, like the world of Tano, where she's in, in that universe, is literally <laughs> the narrative that she has been looking for. Because it's a make-believe world, right? It's a world oh where God. no one can yeah. contradict her. It's a world where her version of things is the one that everyone loves, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. No, she's the I winner. I love it so hard because not only that, like you're making me look at it a whole different way. I also want to know what year they have teleported to because apparently there's no internet. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Okay. So now that we're talking about like Nina and just, you know, she's getting to live her, her reality. You know, Mm -hmm. what I did like is that it's an interesting dynamic with Phyllis because Phyllis caught what she was doing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. she she reflected back her obsession with Carly yes and so that was interesting so even though it's like she is the one telling you know Phyllis and Phyllis is only hearing um Nina's version she is still being challenged obviously in a more gentler way but from my perspective and watching 
the same thing is being reflected back to Nina, essentially. <laughs> Gently, directly, but from everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, it's pretty much the same vibe everyone's getting. Like, it starts out with being like, oh, man, that sucks for you. And then it starts to be like, okay, now I'm, I'm having trouble continuing to empathize with you. So it's really interesting because that's how it is when I watch her. You know, it's like I empathize. I understand you know, the emotion, I'm not going to say the logic, but the emotion behind some of the decisions. But then yes. at others, I'm like, what on earth is going on right now? Because I'm going to like, for me, I just felt this. I do think that considering everything in her history with Carly, it was huge that she ran to pick up the phone but even yes. that is a stretch because she didn't run to do anything like she didn't run to pick up the phone she simmered on this information because mm -hmm. before we even get into the conversation with Carly I just think that um the first mistake was hoarding the information because mm -hmm. if she really wanted to like let <laughs> let people know the first person she would have said it to was Phyllis because as she spoke to Phyllis, I heard her, you know, show concern, like, would it do damage to him if he knew, like, would shock or stress, you know, hurt him? So for that reason, I'm saying the first person that should have known was Phyllis. You're so right. And then the next move is you take a selfie with him and you send it off to Carly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, for me, when she's calling and she's like, I'm about to do this nice gesture, I get it. I get her wanting to call Carly. But I also think if you truly wanted to share this information, you would have. 100%. I just think that the whole time she saw him, she was constantly debating. And once mm -hmm. she had that conversation with Carly, that was the thing that pushed her over the edge. It's like she, like it or not, we knew that Carly was going to react we know oh, that yeah. they're not on um on the same page at all and that's all she needs she just needed that extra little push to to put like to make her go with it and then not only that she tells Sunny what's going on and she gets Sunny to convince her that she's doing the right thing <laughs> okay I I have to admit like I completely enjoyed the Nina that keeps tiptoeing and kind of waiting for Sunny to remember. Because, mm -hmm. like, I mean, like, the old Nina was very comedic, just naturally. This Nina, I wouldn't say, that's not the first thing that would come to mind with this version of Nina, that she's comedic, okay? Agreed. But mm -hmm. it was in that moment with Sunny, which was making me laugh, and I found it so interesting to watch because it was fun watching her tell her story, but also afraid he'd remember. Like, she's really <laughs> testing it because at the end of the day, this guy she thinks is fantastic, but she damn well knows what Sunny would do or would exactly. say or would want. That's why I had a real hard time with her decision to ask the question to, you know, would you want to know? That bothered me mm -hmm. because you are not asking Sunny. Right? And you know Sunny's answer. So that bothered me when she did that. Because like you said, she's looking for justification for doing what she did. Like when you say it, it really, really clicks that because like it, it all clicks in this conversation with you that, you know, if she wanted this to come out, like if she was in genuine shock, she would have mm -hmm. just told Phyllis. But I think the fact that she didn't prove that she was simmering on what to do with this. That somehow this could be used to her advantage, just thinking about it. And then when she called Carly, you know, her response, and I mean, look, it was brutal. Carly was freaking brutal. <laughs> and it makes sense as to, you know, like, it, it, was, it was really bad. But I also want to say this, you know, like, I get Nina, this is where I understand Nina's impulse to just hang up the phone. I can get that. I can understand in that moment, you're like, oh my gosh, screw you. Mm -hmm. But again, she chose to say some real interesting things to Carly. Right? You made your bed. <laughs> you decided this for me. Like, you decided that I should keep Sunny from you. And you're going to be alone in your bed. I won't be by. Like, it was, like, I mean, if this was all impulsive, you're a quick thinker <laughs> to have said all that. Because it's, yeah. a big, it's a big plan. It's a big plan that you're talking around. Right? It's like, and then like the comparison of, of Nell, you know, and Carly said it herself that the tone is not what she said, it's how she said it. But this was exactly the plan that Nell had. Like, it's so beyond weird. So about Nell, okay, I kept thinking when I was watching these scenes that Nina may do what Nell couldn't. 
Because Nell Ooh. only pretended to sleep with Sunny. So true. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, this, so, so there's that. Um, and also, I don't know. I like when I see this situation with regards to memory. There, like, <laughs> this is bad. Okay. Like the deeper <laughs> I think about it, it's really bad because it brings me back to Kim. Okay, because Franco had someone else's memory, but like Kim had her own. So she (laughs) so she was like, I know what I'm doing. I know Franco would never sleep with me. But hey, he's not occupying this body in this moment (laughs) was her logic. But like with Nina, you know, Sonny doesn't have his memories, but like you do. Like you, you do. And it's like, if Sunny ever got back those memories, he'd be like, what the actual F, but also guy who doesn't have Sunny's memory when he finds out what you did will also be like, what the actual F. (laughs) And when you come back to the town, everyone will be like, what the actual F. Like think of it from that perspective. Like this might feel all fine and dandy today, but Think about what this looks like because the whole town knows you know Sunny. Like it's bad. Like it's you know it's Joss's stepdad. You know it's mm-hmm. I don't know why I went to Joss. I'm literally like being Joss by saying her first. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael's I'm father. Like, what? No, it's not Michael. really, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Christina and yes. Dante, but yes. not to mention this. So this is what I found really interesting because obviously you can see, you know, the role that Ava played in all this. You know, like, yes. you know, making Carly angry, priming her for this conversation. But there, what I also thought was really interesting is will Ava regret her stance with Nina when she's like, hey, you took my daughter's father from her because she made a point of telling Carly, I let my daughter see you because it's what's best for her. And so <gasps> when Ava oh, I got went, went, went so far as to say, my daughter comes first, mm-hmm. I don't know how Ava will swallow the pill that her friend kept her father from her and made her daughter sadder all day longer than she needed to be. That is not going to go well. No, it's not. And and like just to be on Ava for a sec, I mean, look, this is the epitome of her growth. And I did enjoy how Jax attempted to play peacekeeper. And I treated her like a person, you know, and not yes. so much like an enemy because she was trying to, to help. But, you know, I don't know. You really couldn't argue with Ava's <laughs> logic when she said, why don't you do for Nina what I have done for you? I mean, yeah. That it was, was golden. Something. <laughs> and her face, Carly's face. And as much as, you know, I love Carly um, for the most part, yeah. ever since Sunny, like, you know, there's just these moments where you're like, oh my God, just take a deep breath. I understand. Like, if we look at the history, I can understand why there's animosity. I can understand why there's still animosity. But we're talking about right now. Right now in this moment, Ava has done everything right. That's why that's why I feel the way that I do, because, you know, when it comes to Nell and Nina, I can't understand Carly's reaction because this wasn't so long ago. Right. It, it wasn't so long ago. Like all of this stuff was fresh. They just came off a custody battle. Nell tried to kill her son. Like there was just a lot there and a lot of being terrorized. So that I can kind of understand Carly's stance to a certain degree. But when it comes with Ava, you know, yes, I understand that there was a history. But like you said... Like, it's been a long time that Ava has not been that. And it's been a long time that the relationship has changed. And let's be honest, you know, Sunny even changed toward Ava. Carly has been slow to follow, but things have been peaceful with Sunny for a very, very long time. So true. So for that reason, yeah, it did bother me because she was going to try to make a problem where there wasn't. And I mean, this comes up when she talks with Michael, where she says, Sonny is not here, so I have to, like, fight extra hard for this family. And so this is where, like, I... When, when she says this, she's like, Nina is not in the right place to be around Wiley. But then I started to think, listening to Carly talk, like, are you in the right place to be dealing with Nina or dealing with this Wiley situation? Like, listen to yourself. Oh my gosh, I totally agree because there was another moment that I was, it was cringy and I rolled my eyes 
when Michael and Carly were speaking about uh, the whole Nina situation and he was explaining how Willow was a little bit upset that they didn't have time to discuss that decision. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we didn't have time. It's like, no, but that's his, that's his partner. Wrong we. they're divorced or not. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, and Michael paused, like he gets that it's wrong, but she, she just barreled through it. Like, no, there was no time. It's like, no, 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 but that, you don't understand. His loyalty, yes, you're his mother, but his loyalty is to Willow and his son for them to make the decisions primarily. And I, what I liked also was that he hammered in that despite how you feel about Nina and this back and forth and war that mm-hmm. you're creating in your head, you do get that I will bear the consequences when he pointed out, and what if she sues for custody be- basically because of your antics you know what i mean yeah. like if we keep if we run down your path this is what could happen and she's like we'll fight to the death and it's like if you need a no. project you have a hotel and a mob business so you can run but maybe you might want to let go of this one and so i don't know like at the end of the day i do believe that michael would make his own decisions yes um i think carly's influential in the sense that she'll make her opinion known and yes. she'll be present but I think that's its limits. And I think that if Michael ever allows her to have more say or more power or allows her like he did last time to walk away and let Carly talk to Nina alone, those are also Michael's choice. That is also Michael's choice to let his mom say what he doesn't want to say because he doesn't want to be the bad guy. So at the end of the day, even though Carly is sprinkled in there and is involved and Ava sees her as pulling the strings, I, it's still Michael in my mind that makes the final decision. He just uses Carly and hides behind her sometimes. I agree. And I find that they're showing it more. And I think there's reasoning mm-hmm. behind that. Like before it was only kind of like a one-sided storyline, but Michael is speaking up more and he is voicing his opinion far more. I feel than he's ever had with her and his choices. So I think it is leading to something where he's going to see his mom in, in a slightly different light at some point. I think that honestly, I think that, she is going to have some sort of power in the mob. And his whole thing is he has to protect his son. So how can she say that the environment is safe when she's making the choices to be the sunny and protect her kids at the same time? Now, Michael has to make that choice to protect his son. And it's not going to be the same way that Carly's choices, the choices that she made. So no, I think they... the conflict is going to be mob more so than Nina. Wow. This is really interesting. Interesting because it's pretty, I feel like what you're saying and how you're painting that picture for me, I feel like it's picking up on that scene between Carly and Sam where they acknowledge the two different choices they made about the mob. Remember after Sam like breaks up with Jason and they sit together and she's like, I feel like such a relief and good that I walked away. And then they're like, oh, but we all got to do, you know, make the decision that's best for us. I find that what you're describing echoes that and almost picks back up on that issue on that topic. And so that is super interesting. But like going back to Nina for a second. Okay, now that Mm -hmm. we're talking about Michael, this is also what I was thinking. Again, fully justified. If you hung up on Carly, if you didn't tell her, I think that's justified based on how Carly behaved. But... (laughs) Nina has been looking to get back into Michael's good graces. She said to Ava, how do I go back and make it like before? How do I bring Michael back to where we were? Um, Mm -hmm. That calling him and being like, your dad's alive. I'm pretty sure he would have been so eternally grateful. Oh my God. Right. That you could have at least hugged Wiley. Like, you know what I mean? Like you would have (laughs) kicked that door wide open and been like, I'm a grandma. You know what I mean? Like it would have been like, I think that would have been her way in because is that not like this? That is what makes her Nell. Okay. It's not her need to be with Wiley because if this was about Wiley and getting back with Wiley, that's what's hurting Mm -hmm. her. No, this is what she's whining a Sunny about or Mike about. She would have called Michael. Hello. (laughs) What makes her Nell is Mm -hmm. her obsession with Carly. That's what makes her Nell. It's fighting Carly for something she doesn't have a say in. That's what makes her Nell. Oh my God. Like bang on. Like I I would clap if I wasn't just holding my filter with one hand. Like it's just, this is, (laughs) (laughs) no, you're so right. Because, you know, and Philly, everybody's kind of pointing out that her, her motives are not really there. Like Ava keeps saying, this is about Wiley. It's about Wiley's, you know, this child's, life here and you're right like she is just digging herself a big old grave man 
Yeah, it's not going to be good, but we all know that everything is about to come out in a few crimson issues of now. I have to say that I love how they keep trying to give us a timeline. They're all like, <laughs> last week Nita was like, I'm leaving town, but I'll come back. Like, I'm just on a leave from Crimson. And then here she's telling them, I'll put the article in about the Tano, but it's not going to be for another couple issues. So it's like, this is going to go on for a couple more months. Okay, so I read something on our pages, and I'm definitely paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what the person wrote, but it was basically like, they're going to sleep together, and Sunny's the only character in Port Charles that has, like, super sperm, and she's going to get pregnant. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying, because I listened to That's Awesome podcast, and I was mm-hmm. half listening, so they were talking about somebody on the show that was pregnant, I think it might have been Maxie. And I think they said, I don't know, they were joking about somebody at the show that was pregnant. They're like, who's the dad? They're like, it's Sunny. It's most likely Sunny. Like, it's always (laughs) Sunny. So it's super funny that you say that. That's hilarious. But I am terrified of that part. Right? Um, Right? You know, and what I also think is interesting that, you know, I think solidifies. I mean, look, they're obviously heading in that direction. Like you said, he's into her because apparently she is the first woman blonde woman that he's come into contact with yep and he seems to be like i think this is it for me like i'm pretty content with my life things have been going well for me <laughs> like, and, like, and, like even sunny like his obsession with her from the start and i'm like why on earth are you convinced she was in your dream though right I'm like that I don't agree with but whatever I just I can't get over like because he's flirty like he's so flirty and it's like it's almost like nina goes between nina the actress and like the human being because it's like she almost is trying to hold back like a smile or a giggle but she can't <laughs> that's what I mean like I find the whole time she's like a little kid who's doing something she's not supposed to do and she keeps checking is someone gonna call me out on this like universe <laughs> universe <laughs> are you gonna check me if I do some real weird things right now like, how things far, are gonna how get weird <laughs> yeah like how far can I go with this and it's like this is what I mean like I was just thinking about like okay who would who would have their arms open to Nina you know should she return like in my head I'm thinking is she gonna have her girls like is Maxie and Britt gonna be like yeah we got here back that's not weird at all that you like slept with Sunny and like started a relationship and kept him from his family like they're gonna be like I don't think that's okay I think um, maybe, but then when I thought about Valentine, you know, well, Valentine caught her slack, but then I realized oh. that this week he made a point of saying, I love Nina. And if she comes back with Sunny, I don't think he'll like it. Nope. <laughs> so, so it's just those little things between Valentine and Ava that makes me feel like she will come home to no one. And then if Sunny gets his memory back, even worse, or if he just learns the truth, I think that's also a deal breaker for like any human. If they offer him the internet, in Port Charles, then you can see. <laughs> well, the internet like goes through different states and cities. So even if he got internet from where <laughs> he currently is, that would also be something. And you know what's funny? You could do like reverse image find stuff. So it's like he could have taken a picture of himself and right? been like, search for similar photos of myself. So many <sighs> technologies <laughs> that, that exist. So many. So many. It's, it's, it's been interesting. I am looking forward to see what happens. Well, it's like, I want to see what happens at the Tano now that Nina's there. Like, even though the storyline is weird, like, I want to know what's happening now. Like, I'm I can't look away. I can't exactly. look away. Exactly. Um, like, I'm looking. I don't want to, but, like, I'm here. So let's let's have this stuff happen. And I'm scared. I'm like, how far are we going to take this? Because far. they start. Because <laughs> not only is, like, Nina there, and that's already a big thing. It's, like, the relationship storyline. But now they started to talk about the community and okay, the so here- downfall of the community. I'm like, oh, my God. Are you going to hire a town? Like, are you guys going to have a full town? maybe but okay so I picture because Jax is on this big hunt of finding her so he's gonna like walk in on them in bed or like see them at an event holding hands at a ribbon cutting ceremony like I feel like this has to happen oh for sure this is part of the little crumbs are throwing us they're like Nina's gonna leave Sunny's gonna be gone it's soups temporary it's for like a couple of issues long and we're also gonna send jacks after them so don't worry someone will bring them back like this is what i feel all those messages <laughs> so, are they're so like everyone true. just chill out okay they're coming like, back 
yeah stop writing us emails and yelling at us on twitter (laughs) (laughs) it'll end at some point Jax is on it because he has nothing to do right because he was there for nina no was that not the majority of his storyline i think so take nina and then he took nina and then nina left and now he's like i gotta find nina like that's where his storyline centers He's so annoying right now. Like, I, I was so mad that he went to Franco's memorial to talk to her. Like, that's, you're like, I, I can capture you here because I know you'll be here. Like, Is right. that not what she did to him? Fair. <laughs> you know, and he's like, he's like, that's super inappropriate. And he's like, and then he shows up to Franco's memorial. Even funnier that we forgot to mention about that scene was when Obrick came and caught Jax. He's like, oh, you're mad at me for what I did. And then she gets into evil Obrecht and then he gets awkward. He's like, yeah, I'm not from this part of the world of Fort Charles. Um, and he like walks out. He's like, I'll let you have your monologue. See ya. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay, can I just say something that kind of bugged me of course this is the platform let it out um right (laughs) so lucas again um, my god lucas so he is there and all of a sudden like okay when it comes to lucas i don't know why do they hate him because when they had a replacement Mm -hmm. jordan they're all like every two seconds they're like the role of jordan is being played by and all that stuff but with lucas every time they show him i don't know what's happening like i feel like i missed episodes of the lucas of the Lucas show, you know, mm-hmm, last episode, mm-hmm. he was a big jerk and he was like assuming Felix was into him. And I'm like, did anyone like, did you look at the Wikipedia pages to know that you like what your history is and where <laughs> you stand with Felix? And then all of a sudden in today's episode of like the Lucas and Felix show, um, they're playing romantical music. And I'm like, are we really going to do this to Felix? Are we going to make him a second choice twice? I was so creeped out too when they were doing the, um, what is it called? The Lamaze classes? Is that the right word? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when they're doing, but when he like walked in, when Felix was setting up and it just, it felt not flirty. It felt like creepy and like, I have more power than you. Like it was so weird the way it came off. Like I didn't find it flirty at all. I, I was like, what's going on? Like, that's basically it. I was like, what's going on? And again, like when it comes to Lucas, you know, Felix was into him a long time ago yeah. and then Lucas dated both of them and then he picked Brad. And now that Brad's in jail, it's like, hey, Felix. It's like, what? I don't, like, I think Felix can do better. Same. I totally agree. Oh, that's where I stand on that whole thing. Uh, But he's super into being Brooklyn's baby's dad. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, no questions asked. Like, everybody else was like, who's the dad? They probed. And he was just like, I don't really care. Uh, (laughs) Like, I don't know. I I want another baby. Like, I don't know. It was just, like, a lot. But also, what is with Brooklyn? And who is this Thompson woman, doctor, that she's pretending she doesn't know? And what's her deal with Brit? I know. I couldn't kind of put it all together. Um, It was kind of weirding me out. Like, what is she hiding? Does she not have a doctor? Like, has she just been kind of hiding? Does her mom actually really know? I'm like, what is she telling the truth about? And what is she seriously hiding? Like, I mean, is that really a big secret? Oh, I haven't had a doctor. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm just, I'm scared. Like, I really, I mean, I really hope she didn't do anything weird. Because, like, I'm a... Well, like... It's Valentine's baby. Like you slept together, you looked at the box, and then you left town. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I don't think you pulled a Brit and like inserted yourself with someone else's embryo. Oh right, so, right, right, yeah, no. So what's weird? I don't know. And then she was all like weirded out with Brit, and then she said, she I don't know. She referenced Monica, so I'm like, okay, is it really just about Monica? Because I don't know, like, I felt like Brit seemed nice. Like, you know what I mean? She seemed to be turning over a new leaf. She was hanging with Maxie. Even Maxie was super happy to see Brooklyn. I was like, since when? And then I forgot they were working together. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, me too. I was a little confused there. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that Lulu had, like, all of her friends. You know what I mean? That obviously, I mean, it sucks to say, but, like, with Lulu not there, Maxie is a lot more open to Brooklyn. Absolutely. And I love how she kept trying to push her to go to the class. It was amazing. Oh, and did you notice that, like, um, so, yeah, so Britt and Valentine are just family now. They talk about Maxie. <laughs> they talk about Peter. <laughs> They're family. Yeah, Britt's built a close-knit unit right now. And so when she was in the Lamas class, this is what I, okay, I'll just give her a gold star now. 
Um, because <laughs> the way she pulls off worried is so good. It makes me worried. Like, it makes me feel like this is serious because when Peter walked in and said that he murdered traffic, I was laughing. But Britt was like, this is serious. And I'm like, I believed her, even though I laughed earlier. Well, yeah, she has this way, like, she is so on point. And, and we'll go back to that scene afterwards. But it's the same thing when she's talking to Jason, she's like, no, I'm taking care of you. I got myself. And you're just like, yes, yes, you did. You're amazing. You are going to take care of him. You are going to deal with this. Uh, that scene was something else. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. That's why we're going to get into that once we're done with the Lamas. Because I'm okay. going to breathe it out. And then <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Maxie has a plan. What do you think Maxie's plan is? I don't know. I'm so scared. The oh, Literally, the only thing that I could think of was like going to soap opera brain. So it's like she can claim that she slept with somebody else and it's not his baby. Or like, I'm trying to think of a way that she can just be like, you have no claim. Well, okay. I'm thinking... She put two and two together when he said, I murdered the past in an art studio. That (laughs) she's like, I think he murdered Franco. And that maybe she might get him to confess some of his crimes. Okay, I like that idea. Because he's crazy and desperate. And I love how now that everything came out at the wedding, everyone keeps referencing Faison. I mean, even he tried to the week before. Like, I'm Faison's son. And I'm like, not buying it. But everyone else keeps saying it now. They keep repeating it. The obsession part. Right. Okay, okay, this this I feel bad saying this. Uh-huh. Oh, this actually takes us back to uh Jason. So when Britt is talking to Jason and she mm-hmm. starts talking about Faison, I hate to say it, but I feel like she brought the essence of Faison to life more than Peter has in that scene. Ah. Is that bad? I mean, it's like I mean, look, I don't mind Peter being anything, but it's just like I'm not afraid of somebody who says he murdered traffic. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> like, it was super funny. It was super funny. It was. Okay, wait. Do you mean, like, the way she said it or, like, how her character was portrayed in the past? No, just how she was talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, just the way she described him. She made me afraid of Faison. Oh, I get it. And yes, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, she brought who he was and that creepy character to life. So, like, the person Anna describes or whenever they showed flashback scenes. Because I, you know what I mean? Like, I only watched when Faison did his stint on the show. And then when he did do his stint on the show, they would often go to flashback. So, that's sort of my my point of reference for that character. And so, you know, Peter's doing his thing and that's all good. But I found... When I listened to Britt describe him, you know, the way she showed fear, just the way she was talking, I felt like she brought that to life for me. And with Peter, they keep hammering this point. He's obsessive, just like Faison. They're That's the same true. person now. Look at him. He's obsessed with Maxi, just like Faison was obsessed with me. It's just like, we get it. Faison was obsessive, so is Peter. They're related. It's genetic. We understand. It's genetic. Stalking is genetic. <laughs> <laughs> you have been going to Port Charles School for too long. <laughs> Hey, I was in the fast track program. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> okay, no, yes. as I am, my videographic memory is bringing me back to that scene in the cell with Britt and Jason. I do agree. The way she explained it and just her mm-hmm. seriousness towards the situation and her fear slash desperation to help Jason and the way he was looking at her and the way she was looking at him. And when he, like, I couldn't catch if, he was staring at her eyes so much and just grabbed her hand to comfort her or he actually saw her hand shake oh no he saw her hand shake he was looking at it and looking at her eyes looking at it looking at her eyes okay so he knows so that was really like i mean i have been waiting for that moment to see how he would respond to her yeah. um that was a lot and then he grabbed the hand it was like hotter than a sec covid sex scene Again, like we've been so deprived that we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they just can't they anymore. touch phalanges. <laughs> too much, <laughs> too much. <laughs> but it was so intense. And then when she, like, you know, you said it earlier, the whole, like, I'm supposed to be here to take care of you. And in that moment, I was like, oh, this is like, okay, first of all, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but is this not, is he not talking to a version of Carly? Like, like, are like, is that just me? Because I'm like, that's your relationship with Carly. Breathe. Let me placate you. Let me allow you to take care of me because that's going to calm you down and that's going to make you feel better. That's what I saw. Oh, okay. 
Yes, very much so. Like there was so much like, oh my God, that scene, I think I could talk about it for an entire hour. So question for you, because my memory is crappy and I did not write this part down. So she got into the cell, but did they let Sam into the cell as well? Or no, no, be- no, because she's not a right, doctor. Because she's not a doctor. Okay, but... so here's the- mm-hmm. <laughs> go, no, go, 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 go. Okay, go. so for me, the representation was so multi-layered mm-hmm. because yes, she got in because she was a doctor, but it's it's like emulating that Jason is slowly letting her into this guarded yes! place that is his heart. Right? I was like, damn. So I was looking at this. Like I think I looked at this scene like three times, but obviously got distracted because of their chemistry. So I'm listen. I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to absorb everything. But the obvious factors of like, she got in and she's telling him that she's going to protect him and she is going to help him. I was just like, this scene is unbelievable. And it was interesting because you had Britt come in, then followed by Sam. And then lastly, Carly showed up. List of priorities, my friend. <laughs> really? Then Sam should have been there last. <laughs> if it was about list of priorities. I just, okay, I, I, I don't know. To me, you know, I, he has crazy chemistry with Brit, but I can't help but notice the dynamic is very similar to Carly and that parts of her character are similar to Carly's character, how they mesh together. And to me, when I saw it, like the Carly that walked into Jason was the Carly that's really heightened, the one that he might have to be like, are you about to do something crazy? I need to to calm you down. So he was a little, little bit annoyed. And I just felt like Brit right now is like the version of Carly that he can have. And the hmm. reason why I'm on this is that it's just from from the day they started, you know, playing pool together. There's scenes of him doing this with Carly. I just think there's a lot about their dynamic that's very, very similar. And I don't know what that means. He wanted Carly and he couldn't have Carly. So this is, you know, he's he's falling for a version of her that he can actually have that is free mm-hmm. to be with him. So it's more so that it's just the type of woman that he is the most attracted to and Brit is available. Okay, when you say that, it like it... Even though it's also you're agreeing with me, so that's fun. But it also makes sense when you're saying this right now because I'm thinking about that clip I sent you. Did I post it? I think I posted it too. (laughs) I posted it in a story, I think. But it was a scene ages ago when they were supposed to run away together. Yes. And Jason walked in on Carly sleeping with Sunny. And this was the first time Carly and Jason spoke together. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And so when I think about that scene, how he was like, I love you, but it can't happen because I'm not going to let you hurt me because of the fact that when she thought he was choosing Elizabeth, she lashed out on him with Sunny. Yes. And he's like, I'm not going to let you do that to me. And, but I love you. We just can't be together. And it sucked for him. And that was that. And so when you're saying it now, it does take me back to that scene when, when I see, cause even I didn't know what I was saying when I said a version of Carly <laughs> could be with, cause I don't know what it means. There's just something there that feels very Carly esque. No, I totally love it. I get it. I'm here for the ride. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Um, so he's not getting out of jail, is he? Or is he? <laughs> did, I, did I say that twice? I don't even know. <laughs> no, it was just you were so convinced with like you had conviction when you said it the first time, and then you kind of like d- dipped a little. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely lost my confidence um, there <laughs> because Carly learns the truth. You know that Gladys is the witness, and that and that Cyrus is playing a game. But I don't know what she's gonna do. Like, is she gonna accept a deal? Is she gonna? create a scheme like I I don't know how desperate she is to get Jason out that's what I'm worried about like is she just gonna let the mother go which is what Jordan Jordan is banking on the mother staying where she is so that Tanya yes. can get out so I'm hoping that Carly doesn't yes. go and make a misstep in order to like basically take one step forward and like 50 million steps backwards so I'm that's really true. really hoping that you know maybe Diane circumvents I mean Gladys is not the most reliable witness like Diane could tear her down in like two seconds yep So I'm just hoping, hoping, hoping so hard that Carly just keeps her darn nose out of it. Well, she plays her cards right in a, in a mob related way. You know what I mean? I hope that she can, she can do that, but it's, it's just what I said like last week, you know, I just really felt like they were setting the stage for Jason being in jail for a little bit. Right. With Diane being like, this is going to be hard. We have a witness (laughs) and everybody saying like, he'll be out soon. And Taggart being like, you'll, probably get out before me like all of these things just to me allude to the fact that he might be stuck there um for a little bit maybe but I don't think it's going to be 
for a long time. Like all of I our main not. characters, like Jason can't be jail forever. Sunny can't just live in the Tano. Like we have to have people be in Port Charles. <laughs> well, it sounds like it might, maybe it'll just be long enough to leave Carly on her own to do a mob meeting by herself. And also like, I kind of think it's important for her to be on her own a little bit. Like there's nothing wrong with leaning on people and asking for help, but she's had Jason her whole entire life. She's had Sunny. Jack is like, I'll do anything years. for you. Yeah, that's true. Fair. But she had like a fake Jason for a while. Oh, yeah. That's kind true. of, you know? Yeah. And then she has Jax, which is honestly, for the most part, I feel he's useless. I would well, like to. Well, he's looking for Nina. He's not even there. <laughs> but, you know, the big hug and I'll be there for you. I'll help you no, pick up the pieces that... after Jason. Like BS. You know what I mean? That wasn't I'll be there for you. That was remember, I'm here too. <laughs> that's what that was. <laughs> I'm doing my due diligence as <laughs> Jocelyn's dad. <laughs> well, it's because she's like, Sonny's so important to me, Jason's so important to me, and he's like, hi, I'm, I'm in here. Like, I helped you cover up a thing with the police, you know? Like, that's what he was doing. I think it's important to see what she can do, and I'm just hoping that with being on her own and not having somebody to... Okay, remember when we had that conversation about, like, she still thinks she's a certain way or makes decisions a certain way? Mm-hmm. She needs to believe in herself, not just have Sunny and Jason believe in her. And I would like to see this time as her getting like her sorts together and her decision making skills and take a breath and be that person on her own. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yes, I see her as a strong woman, but I also see somebody who's really scared and nervous and always needs to rely on someone. I have to admit, though, when when Jason was gone, she was doing that a lot less. Okay. Um, and when Sunny was busy, <laughs> she didn't have any to go to um it was mike but yeah no i i want to see what's gonna happen but i don't know like i'm scared about her finding her away when she's like grieving like i just think she's in a messed up way so i don't know but again i just can't look away (laughs) right i just can't oh my gosh can we talk about people having dinner Sure. Okay, you, so okay. because there's two 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 people having dinner, two, two sets people. of people. <laughs> two dudes. Two, two, two two so like Laura and Martin having mm-hmm. like their their dinner together. But what I thought was funny, which like it's your birthday. Why didn't you tell me? Or did you have someone to celebrate with? And I was just like, Don't you didn't you guys spend Christmas together? <laughs> like what right? is your, like what did you do? <laughs> like at this Christmas. Like <laughs> But I liked their whole um their whole thing together and getting to know each other and again all of that is just gonna irk cyrus because they're planning you know easter together and spending a birthday together and you know again this this is just playing on cyrus's mommy issues that his sister won't even let him hang out but even (laughs) better than that interaction at first i was like oh what's this gonna be you know when um Jordan and Anna were Anna? talking. Mm-hmm. So this is what I was thinking. Like it was just so interesting watching two women talk about work and how work got in the way of their relationships. And like while Portia and Curtis are having like these deep convos about relationships and feelings, <laughs> Anna and Jordan are like, "Oh well, another round." <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorite lines, and I'll say it now, is, uh, "Should we talk about our favorite topics ourselves?" <laughs> I know. I was like, "Don't." I swear, I swear, I'm like, are they listening? Like, was that a nod to all the stuff we've been saying about Jordan? Right? <laughs> I was Amazing. just like, I literally feel like that scene was the essence of what we have been saying about Jordan. I thought it was amazing. Amazing. I, okay, so that nod to us, I also want to say that Valentin, his scene with Martin, I felt was also like a nod to us because Martin kept trying to jump to a conclusion of what Valentine wanted to say. And he's like, can you stop and just let me talk? I'm like, do you know how many times I say that to the TV? <laughs> They're hearing you. They're, it's two way. <laughs> I don't think people, most people don't know that TVs are two way situations. <laughs> they can hear you. <laughs> sure can. <laughs> Oh, man, at first I was just like, I know that they like to do that freehand stuff now and again, but it was way too shaky. Right? Because it made me think something creepy was going to happen. But it wasn't. It was just a fun conversation between the two of them. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, somebody's going to get murdered. (laughs) And it was like, no, Martin just gave him some really good free advice and then made fun of him. It was great. (laughs) 
it was great and Valentine took it but what I thought was interesting is like in my head I feel like Valentine already knew this so it was just interesting to watch Martin tell him this and talk him down but I guess I was kind of super shocked because when Michael and Ned were talking mm-hmm. and then and then Michael's like I would never use my child he's like wait a second and I'm like oh was Ned inspired? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like in the opposite way. And then I was shocked that that's what Brooklyn was doing. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, it, to me, it just feels a little bit off because, again, it wasn't the actress who slept with him. But that's right? so not the tone that they left off on. It was a very respectful tone, like him saying, I admire you. He was like, I'm this kind of a person and you're that kind of a person. Don't ever lose that. Like they were having some deep conversations. This is why like, I am not understanding this underhanded stuff. Like he was there for her. He supported her. He called her on her crap. You know, he acknowledged what he did, but at the same time he acknowledged, well, you made the choice too, (laughs) you know, like at the end of the day. But, um, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm, I was shocked but I also found it super comedic the way Ned and Michael were like no don't do it and every time you thought she was hearing them she was like no no no, I'm still not hearing you I'm still gonna do this it's still gonna be (laughs) fine I promise and I was like really proud of Ned for like trying to break that cycle oh my god I I was because I went kind of like in ways this week with him at the beginning of the week I was calling him Ted by the end of the week I was calling him Ned like it was it just R.I.P. Juliet (laughs) (laughs) surprised and I think Brooklyn I think because she had time alone and she didn't have anybody to bounce this off of she's just in her little bubble right now and the more time that she spends with Valentine I feel like she's going to catch him in moments like they brought back Charlotte so obviously she's going to catch him being like the super awesome dad and you know the relationship that they have and it's going to soften her up a little bit well there's room now because like Nina won't be an option exactly what did you think of Anna's face when Valentine gave her the news? Jelly, jelly. I, I could not believe it. It was hilarious. I feel like the denial in her head was like, "Oh, did Helena steal one of your boys again? Like, did they? Is that what? Ha- is that how that happened? Did someone like freeze Brooklyn, like her whole body, in some weird tube? Mm-hmm. And then, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's what I was think she was hoping. Yes. Um, but this is interesting. So, because when you said that, I thought you were going to bring up Chase. Uh, oh. First off, I loved Michael's, like, did he forget he was working? Because when he opened the door, he was really shocked to see Chase on the other side of it. I don't know if you caught that. It was so funny. Like, he almost fell over. And I'm just like, what is that about? And then Chase is all sad. But then he sees Brooklyn, right? And yeah. so even though in the foyer they were talking about how great Willow is, well, you know how great Willow is. And I'm like, but is she though after talking to Brooklyn? Because with, with Willow, it's hard. You guys are working it out. It's weird. You're, you're trying to refine a rhythm, but with Brooklyn, it's way more free. It's way more honest. There is no tiptoeing. So yeah. So I'm just (laughs) saying like, is she, is she though? Anyways, Anyways, I just think Brooklyn is fun. <laughs> She's well, especially when she said, Chase, I need a dad for my baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so terrible. And he's like thinking about it. Do you know how bad that would be though? It would oh. be amazing. Amazing. Do you know what that is? What it's is that? like an echo of Nina. Cause you know what I mean? Like when Nina breaks up with somebody who's like, I don't want a family, I don't want kids, they like <clears> run out and go have some with other people. And like in this situation, you know having a baby and having a son and Wiley and wanting a family, like that was the stuff that got in between Willow and Chase. Yes. And so could you imagine if he finds peace with just being with this other woman who just has a child? Cause that was the thing. He said, I like our lives. I'm not ready for that right now. Yeah. And she was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm going to go hang out with a millionaire. I'm going to go be his baby mama. And, buy <laughs> and that's what ended up happening. <laughs> I don't want to wait so yeah it might be really interesting to see how that works out I just like that little detail I find it so reminiscent of Nina even though like she's not Nina's daughter right I love it I love it so much <laughs> do you know what's really terrible what? <laughs> 
remember where I saw this, but it was like on the internet. And <laughs> you know, like how we joke about like them being twins, not joke about, but we really thought that was a theory and that Willow was one of the twins. And then I think somebody on the internet was like, if it was, if she had a twin, they would like look like Nell. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I guess you're right. It would look like now. <laughs> I can't. Oh my gosh. Okay, so speaking of Willow and Chase, Finn, he was so funny in the hospital, being all embarrassed, not wanting to like blow kisses into the phone, but then he does it like a dork dad. It was really cute. He's just him like, and I, Violet. Right? I love him so much. You know that. Um, so, okay. So we finally, like, he's been trying to go to Elizabeth's house since, like, a week ago. So for, like, a week, <laughs> he's been trying to get to Elizabeth's. But for Elizabeth, it almost looks like she's had one long day. Because yep. she goes to the <laughs> memorial. Carly shows up later that day. And then Laura shows up after to tell her about Jason. And she's like, Carly already told me. So so Elizabeth's had one long day. And Finn's had, like, a week. <laughs> he's had a week. He has, but I just, I love that they're family. I love their chemistry and connection that they have. And they Mm -hmm. obviously reinforce that for people who are just tuning in that they are family. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we're connected and it's going to stay that way. That's why I'm at her house. And then a relationship. (laughs) Right. So one of the things I thought was super funny was that when, you know, we keep talking about Elizabeth and, and looking at her strength and the way her character is yeah. developed and how she's handling all of it. And then, you know, he's genuinely there to find out how she is and she keeps redirecting it back. Right. To Finn. But the look on her face when she, when he calls her on the BS was so amazing. I was like, I just loved her face. that moment. She's like, damn it. Damn you. Why do you know me? Why is this happening? But like, I, this sounds so stupid, but it's like, I've been watching for years and like this character trait of Elizabeth is like just new to me and it's like heavily being reinforced I'm like how did I miss that maybe they just wormed it in (laughs) (laughs) maybe they just wormed it in yeah (laughs) very possible so yeah I mean look I'm looking forward to more scenes like that with Finn and Elizabeth I thought about you a lot during that scene with Finn and Elizabeth because I can't it was it feels like it was a long time ago but like time is like doesn't exist anymore so no. there was a there was a point in time where you said that it would be so amazing if they lived together I'm pretty sure you said this I would love for Finn to get out of that damn hotel and just move in to the Weber house so that Violet can be with her cousins he can be there they have this great relationship they're both parents they can help each other out like she said they're both going through this terrible loss at the moment obviously in different ways but they can be there to support each other okay um I don't believe I would have ever suggested people living together unless they were having sex, meaning that's (laughs) probably also what I had said. Uh, And you just toned that down for this podcast. You made it so wholesome. You made it so wholesome. But I'm pretty sure I probably said something else about this. Um, (laughs) I did suggest it being a thing with those two, but they did sort of seem to make an agreement that they'll get each other through this. Exactly. And I would just like to see that like in the household, I don't want things to shift the whole family experience we're having with Franco. Like I would love to still see just a different version. Like I don't necessarily want a romantic thing between Finn and Elizabeth, but I want to see them like run through the day to day, see Violet playing with other kids, seeing how the boys would react to having a little girl in the house. Like I just think it would make for so many great cute stories too. I, I think it would. And honestly, like, even if something romantic were to happen, and I mean, look, we even said the same thing about, like, Jason and, and Carly, but, like, when a spouse dies, it's mm. sort of a bummer. So, you know what I mean? So it's mm. like, yeah, you know, those things are just not possible right now, that whole romantic thing. But I do love that. I love their, you know, their relationship. And, of course, I would love to see more of that and more of their lives intertwined. So yes. that would be interesting if something came up like that where he ended up staying there for a, for a while. Yeah, I like it. I'm all for it. So what, like, where did you think, you know, Laura was going? Because look, we, we know where Laura stands. She trusts Jason, you mm-hmm. know, like, like she knows without speaking that Jason is going along with Carly's kidnapping plan. And she knows from what he said in the police station, the fact that he opted to speak in front of police to mm-hmm. Laura to say, you know me. Yeah. means a lot so she knows it's not him Absolutely. but you know she you know she didn't say anything she didn't say anything to Elizabeth she didn't say anything to Cam but she, where did you think it was going when she like told him to grab his stuff to go find a hitman 
Well, I obviously knew that wasn't going to be the case, but I just thought it was really amazing to see her just kind of take charge of the situation because yeah. Cam was going to go dark and he was going to go dark real bad and fast. So her managing to just get him out of the house I honestly thought that maybe she was just going to get Curtis to like find the appropriate evidence, like go that route as opposed to like the way it came out in that first scene. <laughs> but I love yeah. what she was doing. Like you could see what intention was there and she did go to the right person, even though we have little faith in Curtis. <laughs> well, it's, it's turning around like he's getting a life. So that helps. Well, it's like going to Curtis, you know, it's like, yes, Laura does have this relationship to with him. But again, the whole thing I... I was like, where is this going? Like, even when he's like, I, I honestly didn't know where it was going until the guitar came into play. So I'm like, okay, now everything makes sense. This whole setup was for the song, which is totally fine with me because I honestly feel like Laura was like, come here with me. And then she got there and even she didn't know what to do. She's like, Curtis here. It's like, there was this thing I needed to act like I knew what to do to make yes. him feel like there yes. was an answer to all of this, but there isn't. So anyways, it all turned out well um, in the end. And I think that GH is so lucky to have someone that can write them songs for special stories and, and, and sing it. Like, that's amazing. Like, that's lucky. Oh, oh my God. Like, I, that song, like, I was, for Wait, anybody so. who has ever lost somebody, like, I was in serious, ugly cry tears. That was an incredible okay. song. He did such a good job of getting through it. And I was just so happy for him to finally have a moment with Trina alone. For her <gasps> to, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the way she looks at him. Yes. The way she helps him. Like, when Joss helps him or when they're in a group setting, I feel like it's always very surface. And we always say it. It always comes back to her. But in that moment when it was just, like, Trina and him, it, it literally felt like there was nobody else in the room when she was talking to him because everybody was almost even talking about them on the sides while they're talking. Like, your daughter's so amazing. <laughs> like, well, it's still going on, is what it felt like. And just for her to really like, she genuinely gets him. She understands him. She knows what will help him, like their friendship. And that moment alone was everything. Okay. Now that I am listening to you, that odd scene between Joss and Cam at the grave makes sense yeah. now. It's a contrast between what happens Ooh. when Joss takes the floor yes. and what happens when Trina takes the floor. We because remember, <laughs> well, does Trina need a teammate? I'm no, I just like, mean we make a good team. Oh! You're looking at Joss's perspective and reminding me of that point of view because I'm like, Trina, <laughs> Trina, Trina. <laughs> But it was just funny because even at the memorial, like I noticed that Trina brought up Cam and Joss was like, oh, yeah, 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 me too. I care. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Whatever you got planned. So it's, you know, it's it's playing out. And I mean, even during the song, it was very emotional. But like when I was looking at that scene also, I was like, okay, well, this is an interesting group. Right. This is an interesting setting. Children are at this nightclub for some reason and all the adults together. This is like an interesting group can't say i'm fully figuring out but it's an interesting group he sings this mm -hmm. super sad song you know about franco but what this is also why i think jh is lucky the guy writes a song and not only is it good for his storyline but apparently it's also good for curtis and porsche's storyline and they oh. look at each other during mm -hmm. the song and on the side make it about them a little bit too so i just thought that whole thing was quite interesting and i also wonder if the kids are going to be playing like hanging out at this club <laughs> like okay up? so right okay so here's a few things that you made me think of in the moment that you were saying all of them are together okay yeah. so you know all the scenes with like olivia and sam and dante yes. you kept saying like look at them being grouped together look at them being yes. grouped together. and you said that multiple times and you look at this so you have cam and his family and Portia, so like literally they're only their families together as if they were dating, as if they were a couple. Yeah. You know, Portia and Curtis making eyes at each other. Like this is going to be like their- Their two families, two their Easter, families. Their Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. Like it was really interesting to see and the way you put it just made me look at it a little bit differently. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Like that's putting all the disconnected pieces in my mind together. And also- Taggart's back right like that was him <gasps> being back for the first time because I'm like yeah he's back and it was like the first time Trina and him had a face-to-face -face. and it was also a reunion between Taggart and Jordan like the real characters actors. right okay so when I saw it I, I was so into it in the moment and then 
<laughs> it's like I took a step back and I was like, oh my God, it's the, it's the right people in the right places with the right acting. I'm so happy right now. I have yes. to rewind because I got so excited. <laughs> yes, the only thing I have in my note is Taggart. And then there's yes, exclamation marks. <laughs> because it's weird because we know he's been in jail. They talk about it, but it's almost like mm. we're just numb, you know? Like we don't expect anything real right now. We're just <laughs> numb. Like we didn't get the reunion we wanted. So we're just like, mm, I don't even want to pay attention or look. And then we were just pleasantly surprised. We're like, look, it is him. It's real. It's <laughs> happening. So yeah, I was super into that. But I'm also really sad um, because something happened that I don't remember. But I remember, <laughs> I remember when like, they were at the... <laughs> <laughs> and it broke my heart this realization so like okay. when they're at the club Portia mm -hmm. and Curtis and then Trina leaves so we know mm -hmm. she leaves to go see Tagger what made me sad is that if Curtis is Trina's dad what sucks is that she's no longer a legacy character and that's a bummer to oh, me I didn't even think about it that way let's hope that yeah. it's Taggart's daughter for real <laughs> yeah and that all that happened between Portia and Curtis was just the affair. Yes, I'm definitely leaning towards that. Like, I would much rather that. And, like, the fact that they keep rehashing everything and just, like, sleep together already. Like, we get it. You love him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's, like, in limbo. He's like, oh, I'm in limbo. It sucks. It hurts. Like, Jordan's not. <laughs> no, really not. It's <laughs> really not in limbo. But, yeah, so Dante, um, so he got deprogrammed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Between... you're going to say that. <laughs> Wednesday and Thursday so that's interesting and it was mm -hmm. overnight so that's what we come to find out I'm like it took me a minute to to be like why are they even at the hospital and why is right? Olivia freaking out and and so then I'm like right the thing with Dante so everyone's been there overnight he's been in therapy overnight for some odd reason Anna is involved mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then they're like yeah so uh I was programmed and now I'm not and um even though We're the good. guy who programmed me <laughs> Like, this is what gets me. Even though the guy who programmed me is dead, like, nothing weird happened since then. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you were triggered right? and the guy wasn't there. So it sounds like, like, what did you even figure out? You obviously figured out you were programmed, that he had triggers. But it sounds to me like you don't know what the trigger is. Because the click of a pen, like, did it not come up in session when Kevin <laughs> tried to take a note? <laughs> He uses a feather with ink. <laughs> I mean, what I loved about the whole thing is I loved how Dante found ways to be exacerbated and make fun of Olivia throughout the whole thing. Like, very, like, ma. Like, it was really, really funny. And it also just makes me think of all, like, the Insta stuff. Like, on Instagram, like, they have posted videos of, like, Dante with Olivia and uh, Maurice Bernard, like, all together and just talking about his beard and pretending to be his parents and just, like, having fun. So when yeah. I see those videos and then I see these scenes, I see a little bit of that there, which is, like, really cute and adorable. But, I mean, Olivia points it out. Like, I, you know what's funny? She starts talking about spies yes. and how, like, you know what I mean? Obviously, she realizes it's not as romantic as it is, but she does make a point of saying something that none of the spies are thinking about, which is, is right? there another handler? So I thought that was super funny. And also her pretending to not know that Robert's great when she tells Anne, I'll take your word for it. I know. <laughs> I was like, who are you fooling? <laughs> I love it. I love her. She's hilarious. Mm -hmm. No, I don't love Gladys. I just, that's all. Yes, I, just, I don't, I, I don't even really, I can't, but okay. Is it me or does Brando keep getting hotter? Like, did he like straighten his hair? Did he get a haircut? Like something is different. Do you know what it is? It's his what? chemistry with Sasha. Like them looking oh. at each other, you're like, oh my God, this is so hot right now. Like this is all it's, <laughs> that's all it's taking. You're like, oh, they're in that chemistry is flowing through my veins. It's like that's what's going on. Yeah, no, I love him. I love them together and Gladys. And like it is amazing though how a character can just literally just come on screen. Doesn't even have to say anything. And you're like, <laughs> I mean that's literally the best way to describe her like I don't even know how Sasha remains polite to her like I just can't like you see Michael's reaction when he sees her like I don't know how she does it like I, I don't even know how she does it because you're right like the crazy oozes out of her and she doesn't even have to say much Right. Like, but even when she does say stuff, she says the most insane things. Like when, she's, <laughs> when she's like, I'm glad you're free for lunch, but not like dinner. And she named a bunch of other meals. <laughs> what is going on? 
<laughs> like I want to laugh but I'm not like she makes me mad at the same time but I'm like oh my god you're funny but I don't like you like what is happening like that was great there was a part where she goes to Sasha so how long have you and my son been friendly and I thought that killed me on so many levels because I was dating somebody for like 10 years and I was introduced as like this is his friend they are friendly <laughs> I think we all need to figure out what does friendly mean? (laughs) I mean, it sounds like a really nice way of saying something really explicit. Right? You're like, why are you saying this out loud to people? (laughs) It's it's a bizarre thing to say they're friends, they are friendly. Because it's like, so what is the friendly activity that they engage in then? (laughs) What's with this extra characterization of what's happening? That's super funny and super gross. Um, Right? So much. So much. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Did we do it? Did we talk about all of the things? I think we did 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 too (laughs) do you have a star to give a thumbs up I know you gave a star already or is there anything else oh my Um, god right I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a star to Brit I'm gonna give a musical acting all of those kinds of stars to Cam because I think that's amazing you know you're acting in the scene you're writing for the scene all of that's beautiful and the only the line that sticks out to me right now is Brit when when I guess Maxie was talking about like how Peter will give me space or something like that and mm-hmm. then he shows up at the door and Brit is all like he must think you're a fast healer <laughs> <laughs> I mean all of Brit's lines are really funny when it comes to Peter because she doesn't hold back I totally agree. So I 100% agree with the awards you gave out. That's exactly what I had in my notes as well. Uh, one of, okay, not necessarily my favorite line, but just kind of a silly line is when Nina was talking to Phyllis and Phyllis is like, oh, he doesn't remember who he is. And Nina's like, he doesn't remember anything. It's like, has she never heard of amnesia? Like how long has she lived in Port Charles? Like she doesn't understand the concept of he doesn't remember anything. But this is, but that's the thing. Like amnesia is your typical go-to, right? Yeah. But not as of late. As of late, it's all been about other people's memories. <laughs> so, that so, is true so in she, the weirdest so way. She's, <laughs> she's not familiar with the absence of memories. She's familiar with them. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, so he doesn't have someone else's memory? I'm so confused. <laughs> then whose does he have if he doesn't have any? <laughs> How does he function with no memory not his but anybody else's (laughs) (laughs) so I think that's where she's coming from on that okay fair fair it is still I found it really entertaining (laughs) oh my gosh okay we did it we got through four episodes we still Um, talked more about four episodes than five didn't we oh I'm so annoyed (laughs) because I have to edit this and the worst part is I want to say one more thing about Dante I have to assume that Kevin hypnotized him so why didn't Dante see everything that's what I'm going to leave everyone with. That's everyone's homework, is to think about that. Why didn't Dante see the full story? And DM us, we'd really like to know your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, on that note, that's a wrap, and have an awesome weekend. Bye. Bye.